Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. I get, I get to be like the guy who connects the dots of things that are going on. So I want you to know Wednesday night we prayed for Susan Bless's parents who are driving at their age from Florida to Omaha. They'll be here at 1 o'clock today. They're doing just great. So we thank the Lord. We thank him for that. We prayed for Rick's brother, and he has taken a turn for the good and not the bad. And against all odds, a turn to the good in Jesus' name. We have six of our people at a conference in St. Louis that traveled down, which we prayed for in safety, and will return today in safety in the name of Jesus. And two of our mainstays are homesick today. So we lift up Ken, we lift up Leah, and we simply say sickness and disease has no part of their life. We send the word to heal them by the stripes of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord. Now, if you're watching us on uh, social media, however that works, because I certainly don't know, (laughs) nor am I claiming to know, but we love having you on. We love having you here. So whether you're here or at home today, God bless you and thanks for giving us the time. And visit us or come, and we're just going to have a good time in Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, how many have seen those commercials? There's a little kid with the bow tie. You got the ones from St. Jude, and you got the ones from Shriners in the wheelchair. And that little kid just rips your heart out, does he? He's so stinking cute. Okay. Well, I've had, in this last year for me, I've had a new, I've been to hospitals and this, that. It's a whole other thing when you're there for therapy, and you're seeing a whole bunch of other people there, and you have an appreciation that is... Uh, unique. Well, I want you to know when you give your tithes and your offerings that some of it went to Victory Writing Academy. Can you show the picture up on Nick? You got it? Can can they see it? We helped pay for the materials to build a handicap ramp so that kids can get up there and they can sit on a horse. They can be walked around. Some of your tithes and offerings went so those kids could have a once in a lifetime type of experience. So if you think that kid's cute, you're cuter. Way to go. Amen. Amen. A few announcements. Wednesday night Bible study has been outstanding. I guarantee you it beats anything you get on social media, although we are on, we, we're now streaming it, but there's something about being here, because it doesn't say that they had these huge church buildings, it says the church, and most of them were home churches, or out down near the river where they did the laundries and things like that, they met outside, and so we're having a nice group on Wednesday night, and we're exploring the presence and the relationship with the Holy Spirit. And there's nothing you're watching or game you're playing that compares to what's going on and the answered prayers. And we're beginning to see the gifts of the Spirit begin to manifest through you all, not just super pastor, through all of us. And that's how the body's supposed to grow so that the body can go out there and reach thousands. Amen? So come on a Wednesday night on Easter next Sunday morning. Next Sunday morning we celebrate Easter. And uh, having been to the tomb and the stone that was rolled had been there, uh, we're going to have a great Easter. we got special things for the kids. Invite friends. This is the Super Bowl of Sundays for the ministry because Christmas people will attend mostly. But Easter... If you love Jesus, there's just very little. You're not going to stay home. You're going to go. So I encourage you, come bring friends. We're going to have a ball. And one of the things also that we do in the giving and stuff is that we do outreach. And that outreach has been, you saw so many pictures up there. I've got a list of 50 things on one of my uh, pieces of paper 
of the things that we've done and things that we did first, like pastor's appreciation meals and banquets, citywide picnics free for the city, wrestling ex exhibitions free, guys Christian, the 99, fireworks. We did all, we, okay, it's outreach. And I tell you that one of the things we like to do is to bring honor because it's never a bad time to honor. And since 9-11, and uh, we have been providing meals for four fire stations, two police stations. Correct, Mike? And uh, we've never missed one of the five major holidays. These men and women are out there away from their families. They don't get to see the kids open their presents at the normal time. They don't get to go hug families next because they're out there to protect and serve us. So it's a great thing to honor them. The way we do it is we bring them meals. We don't bring them uh, goofball meals. We bring them meals Amen. that they rave about, that they send other police uh, cars come over to get a to-go package from these places. Because we always promise a little, normal, but we bring twice as much. And it feeds them, never goes to waste. So if you would like to get involved in that and feel like, how, what can I do? This is something you can do. You can pray for this outreach. Amen. You can give money for it. You can help go get the stuff, help cook it, and on Easter Sunday, after service, we're going to go deliver it. Right. And maybe you'd like to deliver it to see their faces. I did the one on uh, 160th and Pacific. When I got there, their fire engines were taken off. They were on a call. Okay, they... they uh, so I just went home, changed clothes, circled back, and waited. And they came back about 20 minutes after I was sitting there. And they go, we didn't, we hoped that you would not go away. We're so thankful. We're looking forward. Yep. Yep. You never know who you're touching and how much it means to them. Right. Amen. Okay. We, all those little kids are going to go up that ramp. I got to see two of my grandsons, little guys, get on a horse at the other location for the first time in their life. If I can never forget the face that they gave. Can you imagine someone who has to deal with some things that no kid should have to deal with? Get a chance to enjoy that. So I encourage you to give to Victory Riding Academy as well as giving in your tithes and offerings. It goes out. It goes out. Amen. We good? I think I got them all done. Now, we're going to have a few testimonies. Now, like I said, we've got, you know, some mainstays that are not here today, and I wish they were, but they can watch it, and it will be replayed so they can watch it again. Uh, but I have some testimonies um, that I like. Can we have the Felders come up here first of all? Now, this is Mike, and that's Tiffany, right? Okay. <laughs> They are some of the neatest people in my life as a pastor to ever be involved with. They're just awesome. And ask them to just share for a few minutes. Yeah, so uh, I've been going to the church since uh, 2005. Uh, but my journey actually um, started when I was in San Antonio. Uh, so in San Antonio, I went to a uh, FCF-affiliated uh, church. And uh, for that entire year, uh, I was getting fed. It was, it was awesome. Uh, when I found out I was being stationed at Offit and I was coming up to Omaha, um, I, I talked to the uh, pastor, the staff there, uh, asked, hey, do you guys have any FCF uh, affiliated churches in Omaha? And uh, of course, they did their research, and there was two, two churches that they found. Uh, one was Liberty Christian, and I think the other was uh, Lord of Hosts. Uh, so I got up here, and um, I continued to go back and forth between those two churches, and I would pray about it. Um, try to figure out which one was right for me. And I knew that I was getting fed very well down in San Antonio. And I was like, hey, what are some of those attributes that um, you know, these two churches have and uh, which one is gonna like, really, really uh, feed my soul uh, and continue to keep me accountable? Um, and of course, uh, Liberty Christian uh, met all those needs for me. Uh, so yes, yeah, since 2005, I've been coming here, uh, been getting fed very well. Uh, and I've enjoyed it ever since, so uh, thanks. So 
<laughs> Thank you. I started attending in 2010. I had uh, relocated here for nursing school and Mike invited me. And so I remember my first time coming, everyone just was so friendly. She just stole the show. <laughs> and I met the pastors that same Sunday. And of course, since, you know, we've been going. And of course, we dated for a couple of years before, you know, getting engaged. And, you know, then we started talking about, you know, our wedding day and how we wanted it to be. And, and we knew that for us, for it to be perfect, it would have to be Pastor Jim and Pastor Deborah being present and for Pastor Jim to marry us. So he married us. He married us October 13th, 2012. We got married. In Atlanta. In Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and it was beautiful. And our reasoning for wanting the pastors to marry us is because we saw your godly marriage, and we wanted that for us and for our family. So we Amen. really appreciate that. I mean, Pastor Jim, he's always you know, speaking about how to treat your wife, how to love your wife, and you just have to, to listen. And that's been pivotal for us. This, this October will be 10 years. And, and we're here, uh, we're in love, we have three beautiful kids, and God just continues to bless us. And, and this church has truly been home for us. I said, like, from my first moment, I was greeted well. Um, we've always seen the love, you know, from that moment even until now. And it's just a blessing for us to be part of a church that loves people and shows that love of Christ throughout the community. So we're just glad to be a part of it, and we cool. thank you. Thank you, young lady. Love you. <laughs> They like to deliver food on the holidays. They'll, the whole clan will come up and they're going to go deliver food. They, they like to do that. God bless you guys. Eric? Mr. Eric Clark, who you see up there on the guitar all the time, and uh, now you're going to hear him for the first time. Hey, everybody. So I don't have a lot of time. I have a little list. Lots of stuff's happened since I started coming to this church. When I first met him, I was a homeless guy, and I was up on the third floor of the library that's downtown. The, uh, the guys who were running Love Omaha came up to the third floor and told me there was food down there, which was good because I was pretty hungry, right? And um, the, uh, so I started coming to Liberty, and things really started moving forward for me after that. I um, got a chance to go to college again, which helped a lot with my job, started getting pretty big raises frequently, like more than once a year. Got, um, got involved with the worship team. I think Jim for giving me the opportunity to get involved with that for sure. That changed my life in a lot of ways too. Um, I got put into a special program that the homeless shelter had for giving people cars, but I didn't meet the qualifications and they decided to put me in for it anyway. So then I got a car and was able to make it to college way quicker instead of spending four hours on the bus. Then I got an apartment, which changed everything. And Liberty helped me with that too, and I, I don't know where I'd be right now if I wouldn't have had that help. And then most recently, because of the way that things have changed for me, because of the teachings that came from Liberty, um, I was able to just tell my son about all the things that have happened. The way that we used to be going into an independent Baptist church and the way that all the things that I had trouble with while I was going there have been reconciled from coming here because the teaching's more fluid, it's more in the spirit, it's showing me all the things that were m missed in the other church that I was going to because they lacked faith in, you know, the things pertaining to the spirit. And uh, just two days ago on Friday, I was having a conversation and my son said the same thing that you, that Jim says, he said when he was a kid, he goes, Dad, I want what you've got. And that just thrilled me. I, you, I can't even express how great it was to be able to share my own faith with my own son and see him becoming more more excited about it. So, Amen. thanks. That's Amen. You betcha, Eric. One of the joys from the pastor's side is to see two things happen. Uh, there are more than this, but the two that I look forward to is when, let's say Tony just gets born again, the first how many months or whatever, normally is about themselves. Their life was a mess. You're going to watch God move here, 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 and get things turned around. But there comes a moment where they take their eyes off of themselves and decide they're blessed to be a blessing. And the other for me is to watch it go generational to your children and your children's children in the environment that you can give them. And to hear that blesses me so much because you and I spent a good many times just talking about stuff uh, 
I, I won't preach on that one. Okay, here we go. Love to do that one, but I won't do it. Tony Barnes, our TV uh, personality. He's on the Applebee's commercial. He's the one with the cowboy hat with his back turned to you, just shaking around a little bit. That's Tony. I got no words. <laughs> First time. First time, speechless. Um, I'm going to go back to when we came to the church, or when I came to the church, um, I, was, I was in a lost place. I knew God. I knew where I'd, I had. A, I didn't have a relationship with him, though. Uh, when I was in North Carolina, before I, I moved back here and met Liberty Church, um, I'm going to be very transparent here. I'd go to church, get my checkbox on the way home, stop by the store and get a 12-pack of beer and go home and watch football or racing or something. That's what I did. And I thought, hey, I'm doing good, right? No. I got here, and uh, somebody invited me to the church that I work with, and I was just like, this is different. This is a lot different. And I started getting plugged in and started learning more and getting in the Word and, and the teachings was far different than what I've ever experienced. And I started to hear and see things differently. And my wife and I had an opportunity to move to North Carolina again for a racing deal. At that time, I was helping Pastor Mark with the youth group. And I was doing a lot of things in the church. We were, we were active. And I got up and left. Yeah. Thought that was the most important opportunity in my lifetime right there, to go racing. And that was in 2009, and guess what happened in 2009? Everything plummeted. And we lost all of our life savings that we had. We didn't have hardly anything to eat. We could barely afford rent. Uh, I, was, I was injured on the job. Jody lost three jobs. We knew we needed to come back home. We knew where we needed to be. And we came back here. And uh, Josh, when Josh passed away, I called up Pastor Mike and I said, what can I do? He said, be at the service and help out. I said, yes, sir. And I came back. And the first thing I did back was help. And I felt back at home. And I'll never forget seeing Pastor Jim and Pastor Deborah and the family and everybody in the church. Not one person said, where have you been? Why did you leave? Nobody. It was hard. It was a welcome home. And I walked into Pastor Jim's office. And I said, do you have time to talk? He said, sure. And he never said anything about why. But he said, I'm glad you're home. And I'm telling you, when, he, when, when they talk about this being home, and we talk about this being family, it is family. And it is home. And if you don't never felt what a family's like, come here and be part of it. And I'm just going to take one more moment if I could. Oh, you're doing it anyhow. Go I'm ahead. <laughs> I have the mic. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick, you didn't see that. You didn't see that. Um, no, I, I, I mean, that's important, but I also want to share what this church has done also since then, okay? You all, as a church, have given Victory Writing Academy the opportunity to be able to do what we do, okay? Uh, God... <laughs> is moving every day in our lives. Every day. And he, we never have a, a need that has not been met. Right. We might wonder, where is that hay going to come from? Where is this going to come from? Where is that going to come from? And you know what? All, we have to, all I keep on hearing is Pastor Jim's words and Pastor Deborah's words. More word, more life. Get into it. Believe in it. Stand on a passage, and it will all come he will never fail us, never forsake right. us, and he never has. And one of the scriptures that I read is Philippians 1, 6. I am convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. 
the time of his return. And that is an important scripture for me because I know that I'm not complete and I'm not done with what he has for me. And, you know, one thing that I see when I have the opportunity and I'm sitting up here or I'm on my way or I'm just during the week and I receive something, I hear a word and he adds to it like he did the last couple weeks and stuff. When I share that, I am not, how do I say this? You don't, I don't have to be perfect to be able to receive that. I don't have to be special to receive that. All I have to do is believe, okay? We all have talents. We all have things that gifts inside of us that just need to be released. And when we allow that to happen, we all become part of something greater. And I just encourage you to pray on that. Believe that there's something inside you that he has to release and continue to allow him to do that. Amen. Amen. Why, thank you, Tony. Isn't that good? I remember the Sunday during praise and worship that the Lord spoke to my heart that we needed to give a sizable amount to Tony and Jody and Vicky Ridekamp, which would basically save it. They had to have it Monday and to be in a position where we could. It says if you have it to give and you don't, we had it, we gave it, and it saved them and drew us even closer together in partnership of what we're called to do. We live by this giving and receiving yeah. principle, yes. this, this truth. Amen. And we help one another. Uh, I want one last one to come up here. Ralphie Boy. Uh, this is Ralph Whalen, if you don't know him. Um, there are a number of people that I would say this to, but Ralph is clearly one of them. I've gone to war with Ralph for the kingdom of God. And I'll stand alongside and fight with him any day. Amen. I'll go back to uh, when I first came to Liberty. Um, my son Josh was coming. He was actually invited to one of the great exchanges. And... Uh, he came, and he really liked it. My son Jake, he came, he, he really liked it. And uh, I didn't come. My wife didn't come. We stayed at home. Bozo. And uh, my son Josh, he goes, uh, catches Amy one day, and he goes, uh, you know, you guys are making us go to church. When are you going to go to church? Mm. So Amy's like, Jake just called, or Josh just called us out. So we started coming. And uh, before, before we come into Liberty, I drank really heavy. I mean, it was beer, whiskey, you name it, I drank it. And uh, <clears throat> I didn't know this, but my wife was waiting for our uh, tax return so she could file for a divorce. And uh, coming to Liberty, hearing the word of God, changed my life, changed her life, and now in June, June 18th, it'll be 33 years we've been married. I wanna do this more throughout this year there are miracles and answered prayers and things going on in people's lives that we want to share with one another because you might be in a position of standing by faith, not having seen the answer yet, but it's always encouraging when you hear how others have done the same and how God has brought in miracles for them. So I just encourage you greatly. One of the key ingredients of the vision of this church, you can say it, I like more word, more life is one of our phrases. Yep but uh, says that love God, love people, serve your city. Love God, you do it with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. All that is within you, bless his holy name. Love people. Doesn't, I don't care what your age is, whether you're male or female, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't matter. Because we get to heaven, it's not going to be sectioned off. So you serve people. 
in the city and love them. And then we are in Omaha. This is where we live, and they should understand that we are the light in the darkness, and we do need to do our job that God put us here to do. Amen? Amen? Now, I'm going to take you to Revelations chapter 2, verse 4. Okay? He'll be back in a moment. I just didn't offend him. I've got other scriptures that will offend him later, but that'll be okay. In Revelations chapter 2, verse 4, very interesting statement because he's talking about the Ephesians church. This is the largest church, and it's in the largest city, and it's got the eighth one of the world, the Temple of Diana, let alone two other, 200 other temples. And he says, this is Jesus evaluating the church. This, how would you like to have Jesus walk down the steps, ramp here, and he evaluate liberty according to his knowledge and wisdom? That would be scary for me. Have I done my best? Have I given it all? He would be the one giving the honest answer. He's doing it to this church. Okay? He says in verse 2, I know thy works, and I know thy labor, and thy patience, and how you cannot bear them that which are uh, evil, and thou hast tried them, that call themselves apostles, and they're not, and has found them to be liars, and has borne, and has patience for my name's sake, and has labored, and has not fainted. Nevertheless, that's an incredible thing after that kind of evaluation. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because you've left your first love. No matter what we do in this city and do for one another that we have the opportunity to, if it's not in the partnership of intimacy with the Holy Spirit in this day, we can do a ton. They cast out devils. Uh, the next scripture is Matthew 7, 21 to 23. He said, you can, we cast out devils in your name. We healed the sick in your name. And then Jesus says this, you workers of iniquity. No, we didn't work iniquity. We healed, we cast out. That's not iniquity. As we look at it, Jesus looked at it, you're a hypocrite. Why? Because depart from me, I never knew you. There's a difference between an, being an agent of the court to carry out a law or decree for someone that comes from the court. It's much different when it comes from the person who authorizes it. There is a difference between in general and the one you know. The one you know. Jesus said, depart from me. I never knew you. Get to heaven. How many people did we help get saved, get healed, get their lives turned around? And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. Why do we do what we do? We serve out of a pure heart before the Lord. And I have seen... Oh, well, let's just go to Luke 22 for the fun of it. I was asked a number of times by pastors, why did I take liberty into doing the 99? That was the outreach to teenagers in the city of Omaha. And the bigger churches all said no. And I said yes, and I got 20 small churches together, and we carried it off. We had 16,000-plus people go through that uh, football-sized tent. We had over 4,700 people give their life to Jesus Christ, and they were contacted within three days of doing that. Not three months later, three days. That kind of follow-up had never been done. And they asked me, why would you do that? Because in my heart... Whoever wins the youth wins the city. Right. I'm going to heaven. I'm 68 years old. But there's a generation that needs to know him intimately. Right. Luke chapter 22, verse 21. And I hope I've got the right scripture on this one. Nope, Luke 20, uh, 22, 25. I'm sorry. 
He says, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they have exercised authority upon them that are called benefactors. But ye shall not be so, for he that is the greatest among you, let him be as the younger, let him be, and he that is chief, let him be the one who serves. You see people have their authority and they lord over and stuff like that. They don't serve. They're the, this person and they're the boss. On the, You see it on, I'm the boss, I can fire you. They're not, not nice people. But people have no problem rallying around someone who serves them. My father had the privilege of serving with General Patton in World War II. He was part of the journalism corps. There was one point when they were in France that we had nearly 10,000 of our troops trapped in the mountains trying to cross over and the weather got so bad they couldn't fly to give any kind of air support and the Germans were going to crush them. We were about to lose 10,000 American soldiers. They didn't have an answer. Patton was at the general's meeting trying to figure out what can we do and Patton said, I'll go. He said, well, you'd have to march your men for three days and enter battle. He said, we'll do it. And they did, and his men rallied and followed. They don't follow a tyrant or a dictator. They followed someone who was an example that they believed in. The greatest is the servant of all. The greatest. The greatest. I remember Kenneth Copeland talking one time. He was under the anointing and preaching and just absolutely had a you know, three-hour type of service. You're exhausted, by the way, after a three-hour service. There's no doubt about that. Right. And he was the keynote speaker that night. It was time to go off the stage. He said, I was in a fog. I didn't even see who it was who grabbed me by the hand, helped me down the steps, and put me on the car to leave and drove me. Kenneth Hagin Sr. did it. The father-like one to Kenneth Copeland went and got him and served him. Never forgotten that. Serve one another, everybody. Serve one another. I used last week John 13. It's all the way through 4 through 14. And that is at the Last Supper. Jesus turns around and takes the wash basin and washes the disciples' feet. Now again, this is Omaha. Deborah makes me, when I, I grew up at Dodge Street, not with horses. She grew up with horses. When they come in from being outside, they probably have horse junk on their shoes and boots. So the shoes come off immediately. I didn't have to do that when I was growing up, but I married her. Guess what I did immediately? The shoes come off. Back there, they have pools, and you, you walk around in sandals and whatever else kind of shoes they have, and they would wash your feet before you came in, particularly sit down and have a meal with the family. It should have been done. The disciples didn't do it. There was nobody else. Jesus turned around, took a towel and a basin, and started washing their feet. And that will humble you to have somebody else grab your feet and wash them. Particularly, I, I was in the seminary. I had it done by those superiors over me, and it was really freaky to me. Peter said, no, I, you, you can't wash my feet. In other words, I'm, I'm being humble. And he said, no, 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 no. If I don't wash your feet, you can't have any part with me. And then Peter said, not just my feet, wash me all. Humbling to serve and being able to wash someone else's feet to put their needs or their situation ahead of your own. Uh, I have personal likes and dislikes. Any of you? You know, uh, I, I had to let go of those when I got married. Because I submit to my wife, as the Bible says in Ephesians, we submit one to another. That means give over your preference. Where do you want to go eat? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They get tired of me saying that. Well, if I give where I want to go, they don't want to go there, so why do you ask me, right? We're not going. There used to be a sizzler near the church. I want to go to sizzler. They don't like sizzler. I'm not go We're not going there. But you know what? It doesn't matter what color it's painted. It doesn't matter what you eat. I serve my wife with all my heart. Amen. Not because I have to, because I get to. Yeah. And I serve my kids. I did what my, I watched what my parents did with me. My mom made our house the house on the block, and we had 60 kids always 
under the age of 16 on our block. We were a big Dundee, Elmwood area Catholic neighborhood, and we had kids. And you know why we couldn't keep grass in our front yard? Because our yard was the one place everybody came to. My mom did that for us, but she also did it to watch who would become our friends. We did that with our kids. Drove them everywhere. I'll volunteer. Well, you take them all. That's why I have a van. I'll coach. It doesn't matter. I'm going to serve my kids. Why? Because they're my kids. And I'm the dad. And I will set an example that is passed on to my kids now and soon Mercedes with hers. She's going to be a fantastic mother. Amen? Let's go to Philippians chapter 2. I hope you're getting some out of this already. Yes, sir. Because 30 years, we're still ticking. Life expectancy of most churches in the United States are under 10 years. Now, you can have a building that is denominational, but the life is the people, the church is the people. Yes. And in professional church, Pastors last three to four years. And then they transfer somewhere else. Either go down the chain or up the chain. In independent churches, they fail. And oftentimes they don't have anybody in the next generation to take over for a lot of reasons. So this is 30 years of service to God, to our families, and to our friends, and to this city. It is. Philippians chapter 2. And we'll go with verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You have to let it be there. If you're going to listen to CNN as your source of what's in your brain, you're going to be filled with doubt, worry, depression. He says, let this mind be in you. That was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in that fashion as a man, humbled himself, became obedient to death, even the death on the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. We want people to see Christ in us. We want them to see Jesus in us. From wherever you live and wherever your life. Now, Mike's a, a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. He's about to become a full bird colonel at the end of this month. 41 years old. So proud of him. So proud of him. But he has a whole realm of influence that I'll never have. But he can show Jesus in the world where he lives that I'll never get a chance. But you know what? He can't show like in my world where I have a chance. Everybody can show the Jesus inside them wherever they are. At the sound of that name, at the sound of that name, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. We're going to go to 1 John chapter 2. And this is verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Love not the world, folks. Please don't love the world. Is it about pleasure? Is it about things? Or is it about someone on your block who's hurting? And you could be the difference. Is it someone on the job? One of the joys for me was I got to play the honorary grandpa to Jack. And I got invited to Grandparents' Day at his public school. Didn't miss a one, did I? And I worked those teachers and those kids and those other grandparents over. It was like a smorgasbord for me to have fun. But I got to share Jesus. Well, you're not Jack's I said, well, I, I am by faith. See, God put us together. I got a chance without being heavily preachy just to share what 
God did. By the way, the times I went, make no mistake about it, Jack owned the school. Jack just owned it. The teachers, oh yeah, we know Jack. We know Jack, yeah. So I'm, I'm the grandpa of Jack. Take every opportunity to not love this world, but make a difference. Make a difference. Let me read you some... Uh, it says there... Oh, let's see. For... Uh, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the fathers, but of the world. Listen, we're not supposed to have the lust of the flesh. The pride of life. I'm over you. I'm better than you. Really? I don't know how that's going to go over before this King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'll let him make that call. Thank you. I work for him. So you got, in the pride of life, greatness is found in service, not rank. Greatness is found in service, not your rank. Simple. Good statement. Way to go, pastor. Okay. The servant has a pool of anointing to do his job. It's called grace. Anything I've ever been asked to do that I in ministry and reaching out, and I got asked a lot, you know, uh, starting with FCF and everything. I got asked to do a lot of stuff. Okay, and I would always say, and here in town, pastors and churches would invite us. To, I said, okay, Lord, you want me to do this, then you've got grace to me to get it done. It would be unjust of him to request me to do something that he did not empower me to carry out. He empowers us to carry it out. To serve, it's called grace. Not your ego, not your pride. It's called grace. Amen. Uh, I haven't said this this way in a long time, but I have oftentimes problems with the corporate church of our city, and it's true pretty much everywhere else. They'll start something, but then they lose interest, and they're going, oh, Oh, it's a different season. We moved on. No, the same need is still stinking there. It didn't get fixed. One of the things we started through CellNet, which I helped start, I was on the board, Christian Evangelical Leaders Network, Omaha's never had one before, was embrace teachers. That we, as the church, would bless the teachers of the city of Omaha, Douglas County. And they had a massive thing down at the CHI or whatever auditorium that is. They uh, drew names and gave away cars and other stuff and had a big night and just wonderful honoring teachers. All for it. Only one they ever had. Was not the need still there? And during that year, every public school from the river to 72nd Street was adopted by a church to serve that school. Okay. Uh, that lasted, except for Jim Hart and myself, two years. Then it, they moved on. Do the schools still need? And I, I wanted, I, I do this stuff in the city all the time. I'll get the school that I want. So I asked for, no, they're already taken. That one, no, it's already taken. I was disappointed. I was looking forward, to, you know, I drive by that school all the time. I was disappointed. So I finally just put it this way. Give me the three that nobody wants. We have those three to the day. We have a very poor black North Omaha church. We have the poorest Hispanic. And we have the one where they send the handicapped kids to. Give me the ones that nobody wants. I'll take them. You don't think that resonates in the hearts of the kids that we're trying to reach out and give Christmas presents to and provide food at Christmas time when they not when they don't ask for presents they ask for food guess what they're hungry they're just blatantly hungry the first time I did the Thanksgiving thing at uh, oh gosh I'm forgetting the name it's one near our old building one what the Karen Edition School back down there nobody sees it it's back along the creek uh, near the interstate and railroad trestle. 
and it's cold on Thursday, this Thanksgiving time. And I'm there, and I got my knees up in my face, sitting at those little tables, eating pressed turkey and all this stuff with all the kids. When they're done, they're going to go outside, and they're going to uh, have recess. And I walked alongside, it faces the south. I went south, then turned and faced west. There's the creek. Go back to the back parking lot, and there's the playground area. And I couldn't count. There's so many of them. The kids out there, I'm cold. I'm in the car bundled up trying to get warm who don't have coats or socks. So we changed that. Saw a need and met the need. We can't fix everything, but something goes off in your heart, and what you do, you do with all your heart. You do it the best you can. Amen? Amen? Give us the school that nobody else wants. Do you remember Jesus appearing to some guys on the road. In the, it's Luke 24, 32. He opens up the word of God to them and shares the revelation and stuff like that. And then in a minute it says he vanishes. I'll use that scripture in the large sense next week for a Resurrection Sunday. But it says he vanishes. But what do they say? Did not our hearts burn within us? It is vital Share Jesus. He has to burn within us for to catch. You can't catch anybody on fire if you're not on fire. Right. It says in Hebrews chapter 12, he is a consuming fire. He consumes it all if you let him. He will, he, he will do stuff with your life you never thought was possible. It's incredible. My father is the best man at our wedding because I couldn't find the term is best man. That's him. But I never had a mom and dad born again, spirit filled. Growing up, we were Catholic and it was to the very last few months of my dad's life that he gave his life to Jesus. My mom had given her life to Jesus. But you know what? I learned to be a godly father because he consumed my thinking, how to love my wife, how to love my kids. That's all you want to do, yeah. Breakthrough in the Hispanic community in Omaha, they came and did one of those, like, uh, they have bar mitzvahs for the girls. I don't know what they call it, but it's a big deal for Big deal. And they used our cafeteria. I let Pastor Julio use it. And the place was filled with, oh, 12, 13 other pastors. So this, obviously, in the Hispanic community, there's a family of renowned, and I welcomed them, and they basically turned their backs on me and didn't want to talk to me at all. So I did what any other senior pastor who had just been snubbed did. Okay, forget you. I'll go play with the kids. I went and sat in the far corner and played for the next two hours with the kids. Julio told me after that they couldn't believe that the Anglo hotshot would do that. I went and served the kids. They didn't want to talk to me. I'll be with them. Find somewhere to serve. Amen? He is a consuming fire. Now, Deborah and I, one of the favorite things we like to do is sit out on our deck. We have a wood-burning stove out there and watch it burn. And so sometimes, church, we have to, you know, the wood burns down. you got to get the poker in there and stir it around, put a little more wood on the fire, and stir it up, right? right. Bible says stir up the gift. That is within you. Why I don't have a gift? That's not what it says. It says you do. You've got Jesus. He is the gift of all gifts. And you stir up the gift that is within you. We do that on the fire to get the flames back up and all that. I'll say it this way. Yes, I'm hearing stuff in my heart. I want to make sure I say it the right way. The sons of Sceva wanted to cast the devil out of a guy in the book of Acts. And they went up there and said, we cast him out in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches. <clears throat> now Peter said, silver gold I don't have, but such as I have. Peter knew what he had. These guys were trying to cast out a devil, and they didn't have it. The demons jump on the guy, guys and strip them, and they run off naked. So I'll just say it this way because it says, we know Jesus 
and we know Paul, but who are you? So I, you sort of get to cuss a little bit in church for one of those rare moments. Who in hell are you? Do you have a rep? Are you the one that brings healing and blessings and restorations? Do you have a reputation? If you're on fire, they'll catch it. I was so on fire, my family didn't want to have anything to do with me. It was my birthday at my house on Farnham Street, and I'd go into the living room, they'd all go in the kitchen. I'd go to the kitchen, they'd all go in the living room. It was my birthday. But I, all I could do was talk about Jesus. Now, I had opportunities. I was leading people to the Lord. People were having miracles in their life. It was just other stuff was happening. But my family who knew me, oh, that's Jim, like they did to, to isn't that the carpenter's son? Just punched him off. But he consumes me. He consumes me on how I love this lady here. You can't be around us very long. You're going to hear it out of us. Not because we're showing off. That's just who we have become through His grace. Amen? Second Timothy 1.6 is stir up the gift that is in you. Stir it up. Well, how do I do that? Serve. One of the quickest ways you can stir up the gift is serve. Because when you serve, you're going to talk to people. And all of a sudden, now not only will you be doing something, you'll be talking. Well, I'm not an extrovert like you. <laughs> I'm not always an extrovert. But I refuse to let any opportunity in my day go by me. And you heard the story of the guy in the wheelchair in, in the restaurant with me. I told the Lord anytime, anywhere, I will witness for you how he picked another guy in a wheelchair in a restroom. Because guys don't talk to guys in restrooms. You just don't do that. That's an unwritten law. Right, Colonel? You just don't do that. Right, Tony? Not happening. I said anytime, anywhere, and he picked that one. I think God has a great sense of humor. Yes. <laughs> I really do. Yes. You got a humor. It came from somebody. Okay, let, let that one just sit there. Here's a sad thing. Paul wrote to the Philippian church, his favorite church. He'd gone through some disappointments of people who were supposed to be at his side and disappeared. If, you, if you've ever been in ministry, it comes with the territory. Don't like it, not believing for it, but it's, it's not fun. He says in there, I have no one who is like-minded. They all seek their own. They all seek their own. Now, this is an old usher's stance for me, is that uh, if I'm assigned to a guest speaker, I sit behind the guest speaker. Other than that, until I became the pastor, and when I'm not being a pastor, I'm in the back row. If they want me to come up forward, I'm not going to be asked to move back. I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve. Amen? Amen? They all seek their own. I only have two more scriptures for you. Let's go to the book of Romans. This year, this room will be filled and will second service because every one of us will take the gift of God in us and reach out to other people and they'll see the Jesus in you and say, whatever they have, Tony, I want. And they'll come here and they're going to have fun and they're going to get loved on. And I, I lost it last week inside myself because I've had a soft spot in my heart for Cyprus since I've met the kid. And I've taken, I, I've been involved in his life, we'll just say that, okay? And uh, he's just a high school nerd out in the parking lot. But he greeted Rick, and that's the first thing Rick said. The kid, teenager, was the difference about him ever coming back here again. A teenager did that. Your kids can do that. You know who got to my dad to get born again? I did one time. 
But the one who got to him first was our son Micah. Because in a Catholic home you have a crucifix and Jesus is on the cross. Micah got up in his lap and he said, Grandpa, Jesus, up at the cross. And then he said, do you know Jesus, Grandpa? My grandpa, my dad couldn't answer him. That little guy, four or five years old, nailed him. Just nailed him. That was the seed. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, Romans chapter 7. Verse 6. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit, not in the oldness of the law. Now here's, uh, who mentioned, the, uh, well, there, <laughs> Lord, so many denominations and churches put law on people. There are 612 laws in the Old Testament that you have to keep perfectly, and nobody can. More than the Ten Commandments, there's 612 of them. And how hard you try to be the best person you can be, and I try, don't you? I don't think this morning, gosh, I want to be a jerk today. It's just really not what I was thinking about. But the law... The more you say, well, I'll do this, and I'll do this, and I'll do this. You're working your way to what something's supposed to be here. You should serve in newness of spirit. I need to serve by the power of the Holy Ghost. Well, that would embarrass if you, uh, you know, saw someone get hurt in a pool or a lake one time. He said, well, people don't know what they're doing. And the Lord said, you know what to do? I went up there in front of a lot of people and laid hands and watched a kid get instantly healed. When you hear the words, you know what to do. I'm going to serve in newness of life. Last scripture, Romans 14. Now before I use this scripture, Micah and James, when they were kids at our other house, were wrestling or doing something, and James got hurt. You could hear, you know the difference between a hurt and other stuff, right? Yes. James got hurt. Deborah and I were in our bedroom with Mark. Mark's the youngest of the three. And I said, well, I'm going to go down and pray for James. Mark says, no, no, he just put his head. I got this, Dad. I'll go do it. When they have watched you enough to know how to do it and recognize it, right. you need to have a rep. They need to see Jesus in you in the newness of the Spirit. Tony, you can have the greatest writing thing with no spirit. It's deader than a hammer. But because it's not, it's filled with the Holy Ghost, lives are being changed. Not by a four-footed animal, but for the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. The love of God is touching those kids' lives. And what's more, you get a crack at the parents too. There you go. Romans 14. That's a word for you, Tony. Verses 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Isn't that great? The kingdom of God is not about what I get to eat, wear, and pleasures, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. But here's what it also says. For he that has these things serveth Christ and is acceptable to God and approved of men. You have these things in you, you get to serve Christ. What a privilege. You get to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, my dad had been gone for a long time, and I was around Deborah's dad for a long time. You know, well, I knew him, but a long time. One time only, he said it more than once Jim, you don't have to call me sir anymore, just call me dad. Well, he's not my dad. Yeah, just, I just couldn't get, he's not my dad. And he'd say, you don't have to call me uh, sir anymore, just call me dad. Yes, sir. What's my immediate response? Yes, sir. Why? Because out of respect and honor. 
I talked to the Lord Jesus. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anytime, sir. Whatever you want, sir. Not out of law. Not because I don't have a choice. But he's my Savior and our Savior. And because of that, I get to serve Christ in newness of spirit. What happens in the, the, you know, all the culture and all our world is just so screwed up right now. You know, Jesus isn't. I've never seen the righteous out there begging bread or forsaken. Whatever it is, yes, sir. I'll serve you. Yes, sir. Serve you. By the way, it says an acceptable to men. Most people, if they watch you, will know whether or not you're sincere in your serving or whether you're playing an angle for the advantage. It's one of two ways. Are you serving Jesus? I work for him. I had someone not long ago want me to evaluate churches, whether they're a good church or a bad church. I said, I'm not doing that. I got my hands full here. They don't work for me. They're not my servants. If they were under my responsibility, I would evaluate it and do my job. If not, they don't need my opinion. And I said to, to the man, I said, I serve Jesus. I work for him. I work for him. And when the day is done, here's my prayer. And I put my head on the pillow and I'm done. I said, Lord, today I loved you with all my heart. And you know I did. And I tried my very best to obey you in everything. And you know I did. No games. Just him and me. I love you with everything I got. And I tried hard today to obey you, to do what you wanted done. And that's all I can do. That's all you can do. But this church will be known as it has been since its conception. From pastor's banquets to Christmas. to We serve the city. Amen. We serve it because of Jesus. Amen. And we have fun doing it because greater is he that is in us than he that is out in the world. And on top of that, once we've worked our tails off, and we have at times worked our tails off, then we come together and we hang out like baby shower, like Easter Sunday afterwards, like we're going to do a number of times this summer out in the parking lot and do all kinds of stuff just so we don't have to be in a hurry. Once we've done our serving, we also hang out as family and have a good time. Amen. That's where you get to know people. That's where you make a new friend. And who knows, maybe one of those friends will be like Barb and Harlan and Bill Kosky. Harlan Kosky, Bill German, the shops. I've known them over 30 years. And I go down the list, how, much, how many? Maybe you'll make a friend that sticks as close like a brother, that if you need agreement prayer, you can call your friend. Yes. And we'll stand with you. Amen? Amen? Just close your eyes for a minute. I've asked the members of this church, not just Wednesday night, to commit to promise 22 in 22. Let's read the proverb of the day. Today's a beaut. Read in Ephesians who you are in Christ, Romans, 1st, 2nd John, but read in the epistles. Then also to pray in tongues 15 minutes a day. That'll take you 22 minutes in the year 2022. You will not be the same person. We're 25%, 26% done of this year. 75 roughly to go. You will not be the same person at the end of this year that you are even now. Because it is through the Holy Spirit, through talking in tongues and the Word of God that you will be transformed. Your mind will be renewed. And strength will abound in you to serve and to bless. 
Commit to do that. Just don't say it and then not do it. Purpose to do it. Make a note. Put it on your mirror at home or over the toilet at home or, or at the refrigerator. That you will, You'll go by those things one time in the day. Remember. Because God wants to do a mighty work in you, in us, and for all those he will bring to us because they see Jesus in us as we serve them. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, I uh, have a, a computer chip to put in your wrist that will tell me whether or not you're doing it. And I'll check up on you every day. And if you don't do it, it'll... <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. That was a joke. Not the end times. What I tell you, commit to him. Build a habit. There'll be something in that proverb that'll give you wisdom for the day that you can win with. And pray in the Holy Ghost. Well, I've never gone 15 minutes. Start with two or three then. Pray in the Holy Ghost for two or three minutes until you get more comfortable with it. Then go up. But you know what? That's how you get intimate with the Holy Spirit. Because it says you talk unto God and not unto man. Praying in the Spirit is how you talk unto God, not unto man. Oh, I just want to be close to the Lord. Is a major way. Amen? Well, I'm done. You've got kids downstairs. Make sure you take them with you. But I tell you, if you would like to help us with the police and fire a week from today, you need to see Mike Job, who's right back there. And I don't know what, what the areas are of need. And my mentality is, whatever you need, just tell me what you need. I'll go do it. I, I don't have my van anymore to do that. But I will be driving soon. And then you know who's going to deliver when I'm driving? Moi will be on the delivery list. Amen? I love you. God bless you. Heavenly Father, thank you for today that we could spend together as a church family. We give you glory for the testimonies and the lives you've changed. And we look forward to the lives that are going to be changed. All our people home safe, everyone well. We give you that glory because you're the God that does all things well. Amen, sir. Amen. Well, we'll see you Wednesday night. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.